This is Web Suasion Conversation, Episode 4. Welcome to the show. I am Ryan Williams, president and founder of the Web Suasion Group, and we are coming to you from our Kapoka Studios here at Pinewood Atlanta Studios in Fayetteville, Georgia. Today on the show, we've got Diane B. Morris of Brandtastic U, and she's going to tell us about personal branding. Before we get to Diane, I want to talk a little bit about multi-tier advertising. So if you're like most businesses, you've probably tried to do a little Facebook campaign where you've boosted a post, or maybe you've done Google AdWords, and just not had a lot of success from it. Well, it could be because you're trying to sell straight out of the gate. Now you may say, yeah, I'm buying an ad, of course I'm trying to sell. But with online advertising, really, unless you're selling an impulse consumer product that they're just going to buy straight out of the gate, usually you're not going to have a lot of success with trying to sell immediately. What you're trying to do is you're trying to gauge which prospects actually are in a position and ready to buy. And then you're trying to have a sales conversation with them. So in order to have that sales conversation, you've got to collect some information. So you've got to find somebody who's interested in what you're doing, willing to give you their information, and then you've got to initiate that sales conversation. So one technique of achieving this is multi-tier advertising. So one way this could work is we're going to write a very informative no-sell article. This is an article that is just guidance and information. It's made specifically to tell people about what you're doing and why it's important. And what we're going to do is post that to a page on your website. And on that website, we're going to embed what's called a tracking pixel. And it'll be a pixel from Facebook, Google AdWords, LinkedIn, whoever you're advertising with. What that pixel does is when somebody clicks on your article and lands on that page, it puts that person into what's called an audience. So somebody's scrolling along in their Facebook feed and they see this article, the title's interesting, they're intrigued, they click on it. They read your article, they are added into the audience, and we can now target that individual. And you'll see this a lot of times. Anytime you go to a store or something and you're browsing around and suddenly everywhere you go, you start seeing that same product. That's because they're doing something called retargeting. So what we're going to do on the second tier is we're going to retarget to the people who clicked on the article in the first tier. So these are the people that we know are interested in the topic. They've self-selected themselves into this audience. And we're going to try to up the ante a little bit. We're going to try to get them to give us their email and phone number so we can contact them. Now, there are a number of different ways we can do this, some more effective than others. It's got to be something pretty enticing if somebody's going to give you their information. So usually you're giving something away. That could be a free ebook or a video download or something, maybe a free sample of your product. But often one of the more effective things is to do a webinar. Webinars are great for any kind of platform or service where you want to give somebody a demo or teach them something, give them a little sample of what you do. It's a great opportunity to do that. And these days there are a lot of webinar platforms out there. You can do them live and on the fly, or you can use pre-recorded, pre-produced material to work in conjunction with what you do live. And that's one of the more effective ways. So you can use video, audio, slides, 
a combination of things. So one of the things that we do here at WebSuasion is we develop this webinar content for our clients and they go out and they reuse the content over and over again, but they may do like the intro of the webinar that will be live. They'll have somebody typing in the chat of the webinar live and they'll end the webinar live, but they pre-produce the middle section so that it's always very consistent on the mark, entertaining, and doesn't lose anyone. And usually at the end of the webinar, we're going to make some kind of special offer and we're going to get them to sign up for our service or buy our product. We're going to give them links, everything they need to make the purchase then. And of course, not everybody's going to be ready to do that. But because they signed up with their email address, we can add them to our newsletter. We can make a phone call to follow up with them after the webinar. And at that point, we're adding them to our customer relationship pipeline. And eventually, over time, those who didn't sign up for your service or your product right after the webinar, they're going to come back around. You know, they're going to see your newsletters. They're going to see your retargeting campaigns where you're still on that third tier. You're following them around again, just showing your product, showing your face, making sure they know that you're still around. So it's important to think of your ads in these tiers. That first tier is really just a filter to take this broader audience that you've targeted and filter it down to prospects who are most likely ready to buy. Of those, the second tier are gonna be the ones who definitely are ready to buy, definitely interested because they're willing to give you information to get more information from you. They're willing to give you their email address and phone number, and you're gonna give them a webinar or a video or an ebook or something. And then that third tier is the follow around remarketing tier for the people who just weren't quite ready yet. When you implement this strategy, I think you'll find a lot more success. So your homework for today is to look back at your past advertising efforts. Ask yourself if you've tried to filter your broader audience down to prospects who are ready to buy. Did you offer them something? And how did you follow up for the ones who weren't quite ready to buy? We invite you to come to our show notes and leave a comment. That's websuasion.com forward slash four. W-E-B-S-U-A-S-I-O-N dot C-O-M forward slash the number four. If you're not comfortable leaving a public comment, there is a chat box down there on the lower right. I would be thrilled to talk to you. Let me know your thoughts. And just as a reminder for you business to business folks, we still have a free trial for our Visitor Sleuth platform powered by Lead Forensics. It's a little piece of code that you put on your website and we can track and see who is coming to your website, what businesses, what their contact information is. It's a valuable resource. It's a way to pick up on prospects you never even realized were out there who are already checking you out. And you can visit that page directly at websuasion.com forward slash leads. That's W-E-B-S-U-A-S-I-O-N dot C-O-M forward slash L-E-A-D-S. So now we're going to talk to Diane B. Morris of Brandtastic U. I am with Diane Morris of Brandtastic U. How are you doing? Thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you for inviting me. Let's talk a little bit about your past first. Before you started your own company, what were you doing? You were in the health industry? Yes, I've been in the health industry. Started that in 1987. Had my college degree in foods and nutrition. And then when we moved to Alabama, I went back to school and got my dietetic internship. What drove you to start your own business? That was a long time coming. Yeah. I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur. 
My father, grandfather, uncles all had their own businesses, which were grocery stores. And at that time, my father instilled in his four children that we needed to work six and a half days a week. Where were the grocery stores? They were in Iowa, Iowa. Des Moines. And we weren't paid. We just worked hard. Uh And that's the story. So I was the second of four children. And I really wanted my own business. And I advanced my degree as a registered dietitian and went into the healthcare environment Mm -hmm. and hospital, nursing home, consulting, seniors. Was it all around dietary needs? Mm -hmm. Yes. With that, I just got real tired of it. Mm -hmm. And when we moved to Georgia about 12 years ago, I went to work for a large food service industry distributor. Okay. And I was driving to an account down in South Georgia. And it was about nine o'clock in the morning. I leaned over to get my sunglasses. And lo and behold, I accidentally crossed the center line. Oh, wow. And my driver's side and the semi driver's side hit. Uh, Lo and behold, um, it didn't roll my car, but I had a Ford Escape that called the highway patrol. He came and based on what it looked like, he said he thought he had to call the morgue. Oh, wow. At that time, I was able to crawl out of the passenger side, had no injuries other than just maybe. Wow. Yes. So I knew that there was an angel Hit watching. Hit by a semi <laughs> and not, yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. So that was one thing that life is too short. Right. And it's time that you listen to yourself. Make some changes. Make yeah. some changes. So how, how soon after yeah. that did you launch your company? That's a great question because it was a couple of weeks later, I went back to work and didn't really think about it and didn't know how I was going to do it. Um, left that company and started, went to work for another company. And it was a great company up north. Um, it was kind of a Meals on Wheels okay. situation. I was the dietitian that um, signed off on the menus. And the president of the company brought me in and said, I'm sorry, but you don't fit our culture. So he gave gotcha. me my pink slip. <laughs> gotcha. So that was strike two. Yeah. So that's when I started my own private nutrition coaching business. What year was this that you started? Uh, That was about 2012. Okay. So did it start out as the image part of what you do now, or was it all health related initially? Yes, it was all health, nutrition, private counseling. So you've you've found a niche now um, where you're doing the health counseling, but you're also getting into uh, image consulting. So how did you find that niche? What what, uh-huh. hap- what happened to, to trigger that? I always love to get dressed. When you work in a hospital, you really can't have that because you have the right. white lab coat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was always in the back of my mind, love color. And a lot of my clients received some good positive feedback. They were losing weight, feeling good, more confident. They said, I don't know how to dress. Okay. I've always worn the yoga pants, uh, sweatshirts. And they have a new body now that they yes. don't know how to, to buy for. Yeah, yeah. No. And they said, can you help me? And I said, sure. We'll go shopping. I'll let you know. And what I wanted them to know that even though their journey of their weight loss was not where they wanted to be, right. there is a transition stage. And that let's go shopping and I'll teach you how to find the clothes that can carry you through your transition to get your goal weight or 
where you want it to be. So what do you find are the biggest mistakes that business owners make when it comes to dressing for business? I would say a lot of them in the niche that I work with, they aren't feeling comfortable. You know, the saying, you are what you eat, Uh but you are what you wear. Sure. So it affects their confidence with sales or anything else they're doing. Yes, yes. And so what I do is we work through assessments. So we'll go through, get their style, and they go, well, um, I really like uh, kind of a natural. You know, I like just the uh, logo T-shirts and Mm -hmm. things like that. And I said, okay, that's great. Who are your clients? And we try to work it both into blend. And that's one mistake that they kind of look at their comfortable self. Right, and they're not looking at what their clients are looking for. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We kind of do a goal. Uh-huh. Um, where do you want to be? Like, we're starting a brand new year. Where do you want to be by December of 2019? Looking at where you want to be financially, where you want to be physically, where do you want to be career-wise? Okay. And let's look at that. And then I tell them, what does your closet say about you? And they go, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I don't even want to look in there. I just grab and right. go. So um, those are, are things that we start out with, just the basic who you are. I didn't realize that you were an author. You've got a book yes. out. What, what was the book? The uh-huh. Build Your Confidence Absolutely. Through Wardrobe and Col- Color and Style by Diane B. Morris. So you've mm-hmm. had this out for about a year now, you said? Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's on Amazon. Okay. And then you just look my name up, Diane B. Morris. It's right there. What drove you to write that and who it's aimed at? As I was developing my Brantastic U program, which is the personal styling program, um, it's either virtual or it's local. And I said, well, there are a lot of people that don't want to invest the money or the time right now, but they just want to put their little big toe in the water. Right. So I'll write a book. I'll put it on Amazon, and it's basically a kind of a short reference that you can use to get yourself started. Okay. We'll talk about image. We'll talk about color. We'll talk about the great foods to eat. Talk about how to look in front of the camera or if you're speaking or going on a book tour. So it's a short reference book. What kind of clients do you tend to work with? Are they more executive types? Or are they solo entrepreneurs? I would say worked with speakers who want to go on the speaking tour. Gotcha. Okay. And they travel and they have a hard time figuring out how to take all their clothes right. that's going to look in a carry-on. Right. So you're you're teaching them how to pack, too, in, in, a, uh, yes. in addition and how to travel. Okay. Absolutely. And then a lot of them are corporate, corporate women, corporate men who just want to up-level their visibility. Dressing for climbing the ladder, basically, within the corporation. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so can you leave us with a few points of advice for the listeners on a few things they can look at to see? Are they in a state where they need to reevaluate their, their image? I ask them to look in their closet. Okay? Open up those doors. And there's three pieces of advice or questions that I have asked them. Does your closet reflect your brand? Is your closet reflecting of your marketing plan? 
Can you explain that a little bit? How would it affect your marketing plan? So you're marketing, you're figuring out your clients, you're figuring out where you want to go, your intentions, Mm -hmm. how you want to show up and be remembered. So your wardrobe is going to reflect that because if you are looking to go on prospecting, closing sales, going to events, associations, conferences, how are you dressing affecting your marketing plan? And then number three is, is your wardrobe your cash register? So you look in your closet, you open up whether you're male or female. Mm -hmm. And if you love to buy clothes, but yet you have nothing to wear, they don't coordinate. So you're spending a lot of money with not having the polished look. I always say, I love helping you dress your best self in five minutes or less. If you can do that, you're on your road to success. How do you help your clients express their individuality and still be appropriate for their business and just the business community at large? Well, we go back to the assessment and we start out with the personality dressing style. And there are five personality dressing styles. Uh, One is more traditional or classic. The second one on the other spectrum is being real natural. Traditional would be business suits, your typical sort of gray gray suit look. Uh Yeah, and then the more natural. Yeah, the t-shirt. T-shirt, blue jeans. Dirty sneakers. Gotcha. And then in between, we have what's called the elegant. Now, the elegant is a step down from the traditional but it is looking at your hair and your grooming and also it might be a different color of suit. Okay. It might be more of a plaid. Right. Something a little flashier. Not, yes. not the typical gray blue suit, but y- yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Little color. Color. Um, do you include in there like the sports coat and jeans kind of commonish for men at least? Is that like a step down from that? And is that another category? Um yes, it can be. Um the sport coat definitely can be a little bit flamboyant or can be the navy blue blazer with the gold buttons. Got the tie that you can flash up. up. So how about with women? With women's very similar. Start out with the classic look and that's kind of the lawyer look with the two-piece suit. Navy blue um, could be black, closed toe shoes and the other spectrum like I said the natural one is called the boho chic. Okay. That's very relaxed, and it's kind of boutique-y, a lot of flair, some jewelry that's kind of flashy, but more creative, and then in between. So you had, um, you know, someone who's like a real estate agent. Yes. The areas that they're focusing on is going to dictate how they dress, too. Absolutely. So I imagine you have to come up with a lot of different groupings of clothes. It's not as uh, much as you would think. We do a baseline. And then we look at who are your clients, and especially for real estate agents, they probably would need to look sharp at 7 Mm a.m., maybe 8 a.m. for a closing, and then they're working and then they're showing clients, so they're in and out of the car. Right. So we want uh, fabric. Gotcha. It's very, very important for those realtors. And if you know that you're going to be out and about, but you're going to a networking, a chamber meeting, mm-hmm. and you may want to have your blazer. So you put your blazer in your car. Uh, you have your accessories that maybe you want to just up-level a little bit. Right. And your earrings. It may be a quick change of a purse. And you're ready to go. Let's talk about your packages and how your your program works. Sure. My program is that it's either local or it's a virtual. 
And we work through assessments and handouts and bonuses. Okay, so virtual, you're doing like a video conference with them. Video, Following them around, looking in their closet with a video. Yes, exactly, exactly. FaceTime session or something. Uh Absolutely. And then we start out with the personality dressing style. And then we go to what your body shape is. Okay. Because that is Mm -hmm. very, very important. Then once we get that, squared away then we'll look at your skin tone warm cool colors and then we'll look at the color profile that you have and i give them a wallet size color palette it's not a sherwin williams four inch style (laughs) it's a wallet size okay so it makes it very simple if you need to run in so we have that either as an a la carte menu or uh, the VIP, which is all three of those. And I also do a personal shopping. Do you do that virtually as well? Or does that pretty much have to be in person? Uh, pretty much have to be in person. Okay. Um, unless they go to major department stores, I can certainly go local. For someone like me, there's no store that's going to have clothes that fit me. I'm six, okay. six foot five. <laughs> so, I mean, in those situations, if they go, here's a few items that I was thinking about, you know, that I kind of mm-hmm. like. Can you kind of guide them on, mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. virtually as well? Okay. Yes. And how we do that is by your personality dressing style. Right. And then we'll say, well, these three outfits, these shirts, suits, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we'll look at your body shape. Because right. that's important. So we go through all those basics. Te- teaching them how to shop, basically. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then it saves you a lot of money. It saves you a lot of shipping returns. Right. And I can tell you, that's really going to look well with your closet because I have your closet down on paper. Okay. So you're tracking it too, huh? Yeah. That's money and time. It's your marketing plan. Right. Thanks for joining us. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcast or Stitcher or Spotify or Google Play or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please also follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Websuasion, W-E-B-S-U-A-S-I-O-N, and we'll pop right up. We're pretty easy to find. Next week on the show, we have Ray Johnson of Barrington Capital, and he is going to talk to us about alternative financing options for small businesses. Thanks again, and I wish you a productive work week. Music